0: Hello, I'm Kate Freeman and this is the Daily Dollar. On this episode of the Daily Dollop, I'm concluding my chat about the anti-inflammatory diet and what the science says about food and its ability to fight chronic inflammation. Stay tuned for an example day with lots of recipes and food ideas. Thank you so much for tuning in to The Daily Dollop this week. I hope you have enjoyed our deep dive into the anti-inflammatory diet and chronic inflammation. Today, we are going to get stuck into some more practical detail about what to eat and we're going to chat specifically with recipes and food ideas If you haven't already, check out the Healthy Eating Hubs website. And if you go to the main page on that website, there is features and healthy recipes. Go there. There is a bunch of our recipes that are available for free. So you get a stack more as being part of the online program. And you can also submit a recipe, plan your meals, adjust the serves as well um, but you'll be able to access some of these recipes that I'm mentioning today to try for free. And then if you join, you get access to all of our recipes plus all the new ones that we add in there as well. So we've gone into a huge amount of detail about inflammation, what it is, what causes it, the foods that help it. So let's just do a nice summary of An anti-inflammatory diet and what foods are included in that and and how we sort of summarise that. And then let's get stuck into some food ideas and some recipes. So essentially the anti-inflammatory diet needs to be majority made up of plant-based foods. And and essentially we want at least two-thirds of the volume of food to be coming from vegetables, non-starchy vegetables in particular, and fruit. And so This needs to be the bulk of what we're eating. So if we were building a pyramid, this would be fruit and veg would be at the base of our pyramid for the anti-inflammatory diet. Next up, we then want to be adding in some whole grains um, and legumes. And so whole grains being a product that contains all three parts of the grain as opposed to the refined version. And there's a bunch of whole grains that we often don't eat much of, rye, buckwheat, barley, We've also got rolled oats, wild rice, brown rice, um, and whole wheat. So it's just being mindful to look for products that are generally, if they've got high fiber, they're using the majority of the grain and they're going to be the best choice for you. But they, they sort of are the next layer of your pyramid, if we're building a pyramid. Then we've got along that with that same layer with the whole grains, we'd have our, our starchy vegetables. So it doesn't mean you can't eat potato, um, sweet potato, corn, etc. They just have a, a bit more energy and carbohydrate than our non-starchy versions. And so they just need a little bit more portion controlling, like you'd want to portion control your legumes and your whole grains, but they can absolutely be eaten regularly and daily and they form in that next second layer along with whole grains. And then finally in that same layer, we would have your legumes, so lentils, beans, chickpeas, etc. Again, they're a fantastic source of fibre, good quality carbohydrate, and they need the same kind of portion controlling as your starchy veg and your whole grains um, and can be included regularly and should be eaten regularly as part of your anti-inflammatory diet. Next up is protein, and we want to be including some protein – With, you know, meat, fish and dairy, we want a a big emphasis here on fish and seafood. So we're getting in our omega-3, a a nice emphasis on fermented dairy. So natural yogurt in particular, but also whole milk and and things like that is fine. If we choose to eat meat, going for natural, unprocessed sources of protein in our meats there. But really wanting to sort of branch out and getting some plant-based protein, so some soy into our diet as well. That would really form the next sort of layer. And along that same layer in terms of frequency of eating, I also want to add in nuts and seeds um, into that as well. Nuts and seeds being a fantastic source of fats, essential fats and fiber, as well as lots of nutrition. Other things we want to be including into our anti-inflammatory diet are herbs and spices. Now, these are often studied for their anti-inflammatory effects in really high doses. And they're not often studied in the dose that they'd naturally be eaten as part of our diet normally. So you probably don't want to add like tablespoons of turmeric to your meals. that's probably not going to taste very good, but certainly eating it regularly is really important. The main studied herbs and spices are ginger and turmeric, but then other handy ones that you can include include garlic and oregano and Oh, what's the other one? Something that's found in chilies. Cayenne. There you go. K N. So they're great to include. And the thing I love about herbs and spices anyway is that it's a great way of bringing interest to your meals without adding, you know, excess energy or salt or sugar or fats. We're, but we're bringing lots of flavor. Now, lastly, tea has been shown to have anti-inflammatory benefits in the body. So include some tea regularly in your diet if you like to drink just your regular black or green tea. And lastly, an interesting one that makes it onto the list is alcohol. Now, it makes it onto the list because alcohol is part of the Mediterranean diet eating pattern, which is one of the key diets that's been shown to be anti-inflammatory and is what most anti-inflammatory diets are modelled off when they're studied. And the Mediterranean diet includes alcohol in moderate amounts. Now, moderation is a really weird word, means different things to different people. But essentially, one of the studies that I looked at suggested that a moderate alcohol intake is one standard drink a day for women and two standard drinks a day for men. That's super not fair, but it's just about body size, really. Um, so if your body size is similar to a man's, you can have two. But we're not looking at a huge intakes. We're not looking at half a bottle of wine a night, guys. We're looking at one, maybe two bottles, <laughs> two bottles, one, maybe two glasses of wine in an evening. And they're small standard drink size glasses. And I Would also stand by just my general recommendation based on my research with alcohol when I've specifically looked at it. And that is to have a couple of alcohol free days in your week as well. We don't need to be drinking it every day. And then when we are drinking it, just having a small amount and really enjoying it. I have to say, I thoroughly enjoy a lovely glass of red with my dinner a couple of times a week. And you'll see that in my Instagram stories. But that is all the wine that I'll drink. And I'm also very happily able to pour myself a hundred mils of wine and I'm happy on that amount as well. I find having a big glass of water right before I'm about to start drinking my wine means that I'm satisfied my thirst, which means I'm less likely to gulp my wine down and I'm happier to sip it, make it last a little bit longer. So that's the sort of summary of the foods that we want to include into our diet, right? There's a lot of things in there that we can include, which is super exciting. The main one's that we're not including, right, are our ultra-processed foods. So, but rather than focusing on what not to eat, because if I focus the brain on those things, that's all you can think about is I want to focus your brain on what you should be eating more of. So let's do a couple of example days where we would be building an anti-inflammatory diet based on all the principles that I've taught you in this deep dive. First up, day number one, breakfast would be a really nice porridge made on steel cut or rolled oats with some fruit and nuts added. Now you can make your porridge on water or you can make it on cow's milk or soy milk. Both of those two options would be absolutely fine. Just do your preference. If you want to include more protein at that meal, which I generally do suggest is a good idea, I often teach my members and clients this, is I would include make the porridge on cow's milk or soy milk, but it's totally up to you at the end of the day, really eat however you like. Um, but then I would add some lovely fresh berries, strawberries, raspberries, blueberries, etc and some nuts to that. So that way I'm, you know, I'm adding all of those beautiful polyphenols, healthy fats, lots of fiber, beautiful. The snack for that day could be a piece of fruit with some natural yogurt and some chia seeds. I might want to sweeten that with a small drizzle of honey, Just because we've talked about sugars and refined carbohydrates as being not a great idea on an anti-inflammatory diet, it doesn't mean you can't eat them, particularly if they're only being added in small amounts. It just means that you don't want to be building, you know, your whole diet out of them and eating them in large quantities. But I want to sweeten that up a little bit personally. But that would be a really nice snack. We've got some fiber um, and healthy fats in the chia seeds, some good protein and fermented, like, um, probiotics there with the yogurt, some fruit there. Lunch, a bunch of different options for lunch. If you are the type of person who makes dinner and then saves yourself leftovers for lunch, this is a great way to make sure that lunch has got a nice, you know, protein serve. It could be some salmon or some mackerel or some soy, right? Tofu, a large amount of veggies, a big salad or something that's left over. So you could do a really nice salad, which is, you know, Some leafy greens, baby spinach, capsicum, cucumber, carrot, Spanish onion, some sliced olives, whatever you like, right? Maybe with some, served with some pearled barley cooked up and then some nice, um, like tinned or smoked mackerel stirred through that for your meal. Yum. So yum. There's a really great recipe on the Healthy Eating Hub website, which is salmon, one pan, salmon and vegetable bake. And it's got Salmon, cannellini beans, so your legumes, and then lots of veggies flavored with lemon juice, basil, lots of olive oil, which actually I should mention is also a part of most anti-inflammatory and Mediterranean diets. I forgot that in the the intro there. So that's a really good option. That's super nice leftover. I've eaten that leftover before. Really, really yummy. Your afternoon snack could be a really generous serve of some hummus. So you've got the benefit of chickpeas, so legumes and some olive oil there, particularly if you've made it yourself with some vegetable sticks. And then dinner could be um, a legume and vegetable soup with some chicken breast thrown into that for some extra protein. And that day would probably be pretty weight loss friendly, provided the portions of your food was good and you were creating the energy deficit that you needed, but it would be giving you lots of fiber, lots of protein, lots of nutrition. That's an anti-inflammatory day. Another idea could be a breakfast wrap. So one of the great things about this diet is it's kind of like there aren't really any rules about when you could, when you eat or how your meals have to look, right? Which is there aren't rules for anything as far as I'm concerned with food, but a lot of diets sort of, you know, particular eating patterns specify rules around, but eat whatever you like. Like there's a delicious brekkie wrap on the Healthy Eating Hub's website, which has black beans, scrambled eggs, a whole grain wrap, baby spinach, tomatoes. So you're getting your veggies in, your whole grains in, your beans in, getting all this nutrition in, and it's not even lunchtime yet. Amazing. You could do... A morning tea. There's another delicious recipe on the Hub's website, which is a chocolate chia pudding with fresh strawberries. Super, super yummy. You could do a delicious. I've got a delicious salmon and dill salad. Oh, which is it's a lot of chopping, but it makes this huge amount of salad that can then easily last you two max three days and go over a couple of meals. Serve it with a lovely fill of salmon and then. Yeah, it's got a really delicious dressing in it with dill. So yummy. Afternoon tea could be a cashew cookie dough ball. Again, this is another recipe on the Healthy Eating Hub's website. There's these delicious balls. You might have seen them in my Instagram story a few weeks ago. They are pretty moorish. So I made the mistake of there was like seven in a container left and generally you want to try and stick to like two to three balls in one sitting, depending on how many you make right and how much the whole recipe is being divided up but that's generally a good recommendation but I would separate them into two to three ball lots right so that when you eat them you don't keep going because I sat there with the the container of seven or eight balls and I ate them all across an afternoon mindlessly while I was working and then I brought the container out to the kitchen when my husband was working from home and he was like did you eat all those balls and I was like yes I did he's like you didn't give me any and I was like no, I didn't. I ate all of them. So, yeah, just be mindful about that because they're very delicious. But they are cashews, rolled oats, and then they have a little bit of um, like maple syrup and peanut butter and chalk chips. Mostly whole foods and then a little bit of yummy in there. They're very delicious with a cup of tea. Mm. Amazing. And then dinner could be a lovely tofu vegetable stir fry with some brown rice. I've also got a lovely recipe, which is fish with a tomato and feta salsa. Again, it's the anti-inflammatory diet is anything but restrictive. It's all about good quality, delicious foods. It's healthy eating, guys. So that's it for today's episode. Make sure you check out some of those recipes. The link to the Healthy Eating Hub website is in the show notes if you need it. But you can easily create for yourself an anti-inflammatory diet and practice the habits required to put that into practice every day and feel good long term. Have a great day, team. After years of being bombarded with diet culture, I so understand that the world of healthy eating is super, super hard. My healthy eating program helps people who are struggling with their eating habits to lose weight, feel good about themselves and eat well for the rest of their life. I do this by teaching one nutrition principle at a time and showing you how to establish this knowledge as a habit in your everyday life. This is unlike any other program on the market today that simply gives you a meal plan, a list of good and bad foods or expects you to change everything all at once life's too short to live with food stress. To become a habit builder and not a crash dieter, join my program today at healthyeatinghub.com.au. Thank you so much for checking out the Daily Dollop. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe so that we can spread the podcast far and wide and so you don't miss an episode.